0: Everything in our homes carries a weight. It might be the cost or the physical space or the maintenance. But if we aren't listening closely, this weight can drag us down. Sometimes it pulls us down so far that we can't even feel it anymore. We lose our bearings. We get numb to what is and what isn't making us happy. I am Tasha Cleveland. Welcome back to my podcast. Today, let's talk about how to know if you have gotten lost in the deep end and how to set yourself free. I know how hard it can be to live in a home that doesn't feel right. It's not your fault. You were never taught how to create a home that makes you feel alive. The key is inside you. We just need to unlock it. And this podcast is where you begin. I'm Tasha Cleveland. Welcome to the Listening Closely podcast. People don't believe me. I mean, it's so simple, really let go. But why can't we? We keep seeking something out there a power, a magic beyond us. The truth is, It's hiding inside of you. Stop looking. Start feeling. Start listening closely. A few years ago in dance class, we had an assignment about feeling restricted. We could wear anything that limited our movement, like tight jeans. But I had just gotten this beautiful red corset with black lacing in the back, and I chose to wear that. I remember when I started moving, being really pissed off. I couldn't swirl my hips or roll like usual. I couldn't do anything like usual. No climbing to the top of the pole and letting go with my hands. To feel the freedom of falling back and hanging on with my legs. I could barely climb. Imagine Spending years focused on fluid body movement and suddenly you can't bend at all. (laughs) But what is great about not being able to do what you normally do is you have to find another way to your joy. At one point, I made it to the floor and I was stretching out in a cat-cow movement and my stiletto got caught in the loops of the back of my corset. I pulled my foot, and it pulled my corset back and forth. It was like magic. The fire I could create with the slow push and pull was intoxicating. When you dance, you're always seeking the stillness inside. It's a moving meditation, quiet the internal chatter, find the spaces where everything stops and expands at the same time. The better you get, the longer those moments last. I had found a doorway to my space. My amazing teacher Rhonda said not to take it off every dance in that. Six months passed. I learned to push against the corset, to feel my edges. My body needed to fight, to feel that something could contain me and push back. I pulled against ropes, intentionally catching my heel or leg or arm and feeling the burn of the muscle exertion slow push-ups against floors and walls. The fire would spread through my body, each push or pull like an exhale, each surrender an inhale. I couldn't get enough. Then one day at an immersive retreat, my instructor Lynn saw something new and said to take it off. I was confused. I loved where I was. I loved the fight. I loved the badassery of black leather and spiked stiletto boots. My ego wasn't ready to let it go, but I trusted her. I danced and moved as slowly as humanly possible, looking again. For the fire outside of me. And suddenly, the resistance and fire I thought was coming from outside was coming from inside. I had been giving credit to the things, the strings and walls and floor, when really, it was me. When I let go of the things and turned within, I found I could create the fire, with the tiniest, slowest movements. I didn't need anything but me. I didn't need to look anywhere but inside. The power I was searching for was inside of me all along. My client, Lana, was struggling with feeling overwhelmed with life. She couldn't find beauty in anything. She complained about pretty much everything. (laughs) Nothing brought her joy. One day, she asked me how she could find it. We had worked on a lot of things and made minimal progress. But this time, I heard her ready to really change something. We had been working on the inside, hoping it would change the outside. I thought if I changed her mindset, she would be inspired to change her home. But this time, I thought maybe she needed to work from the outside in. I suggested she start with her closet. I'm a big believer in the simplicity of Con Marie. I told her to start by taking everything out of her closet. All of her clothes and shoes. Pile it up. And one by one pick them up, and let your body tell you if they bring you joy. It seems so simple. And yet, I believe it is one of the easiest ways to start hearing your own body again. Touch is so powerful. Does your body like the feel of the clothes? Does it feel good to wear it? Does it make you happy and confident when you do? All of this you can tell within moments of touching each item. And if not, if it doesn't bring you that, let it go. It's that simple. When all you are left with is what brings you joy, you would be amazed at what happens. It is truly magic. Lana didn't believe me, and I figured it would be another failed attempt. She was on a very limited income, and getting anything in the first place was a challenge. She struggled with many things. No transportation or washing machine, limited space and furnishings, but also the struggle you can't see. Painful memories of her belongings being taken as a child, and more recently, having to give everything up to move into this tiny place. This was a big deal for her. She had a lot of emotional baggage tied to her possessions. So much worthiness buried there. But the seed was planted. She would ask questions as she was processing the concept of the closet. Do I really get rid of these leather shoes? They're so expensive, but they don't fit, and they just aren't me. I would tell her to let it go to someone else who it will bring joy to and to hold the space for something new. Then one day, she messaged me. It happened with a billion exclamation points. She cleaned her closet out and let go of what wasn't serving her, And all of a sudden, things she really needed and loved showed up. The right shoes. The right clothes. The ones that made her feel beautiful and worthy. She couldn't believe her luck. But that? That is how joy spills out. When it's all you see, the world starts to look a little brighter her apartment was no longer a torture to be in. She said, odd as it seems, the room has taken on an air of acceptability. Nothing like a magazine, but each space has taken on a unique personality. And since everything has its place, it makes it easier to tidy up. To someone buried by so much, A light at the end of the tunnel is everything. Instead of only tears and dread when we spoke, which is what I heard for so long, her voice and messages were exuberant. After that, I got a daily message of shock and awe and a report of what new items showed up that brought her joy and what new things she had done to improve her home. Things she now valued enough to repair and organize. Things she finally felt she was worthy enough to have. Today, she was so excited about it. She said she wanted to do her closet all over again and be more precise because now she can really feel it. It's hard to let go when you don't have much. But something magical happens when you do. When you start to let go, you can actually feel the weight of what you were carrying for so long. And the space that was occupied by what wasn't your joy leaves a space for something new to come in, something better. And when your joy does show up, you can feel it instantly and say, Yes, because you know how it felt when you settled for what wasn't meant for you. You know how heavy it can feel to hold on to things that carry more emotional baggage than joy. But you gotta let go to get there. You gotta believe that your joy is worth it. That you are worth it. If you're willing... Play along with me for a moment. Grab a piece of scrap paper and crumple it up into a tight ball. Hold it in one fist, squeezing as hard as you can. Get it tight and tiny, keep squeezing. Hold it in one fist, squeezing as hard as you can. Make that ball as tight as you can. We're gonna squeeze it. And every time I say squeeze, get it tighter. Squeeze. Tighter. Squeeze. Tighter. See how long you can hold that and squeeze. Keep going. Squeeze. Squeeze. Get it tighter. Squeeze. 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 How long can you go? Squeeze. Squeeze. Tighter. Come on, you got this. Keep going. Squeeze it. Squeeze. Squeeze. Don't open your hand. Slowly, slowly. Slowly stop squeezing without opening your hand. Just stop squeezing and gently release your grip. Slowly release your grip. Don't open your hand, just release your grip. What do you feel? A fire? A burn? Is it hard to let go? Do your hands feel stuck in that position? Does it hurt to let go? Can you open your hand? Does it feel frozen and stuck there? Do you feel desire to open but pain or an inability to even extend your fingers out fully? Do you feel completely stuck? Try to fully extend those fingertips (laughs) And now what do you feel? Do you feel a little burn? A little relief? Relax those fingers. It's hard to let go. But sometimes the pain we're feeling, the frozenness, is a result of hanging on too tightly to what was never meant to be held on to. Maybe what you were longing for is waiting for you to let go and have space for it to find you. Aaron was piecing together his apartment. He had lots of heirlooms, so many that his own style was invisible in the space. I identified some of the things that he had picked out on his own and saw the patterns. sleek and minimal, a repetition of fluting on the legs and lamps. He was an engineer and a geologist. I understood his brain likes order, repetition, function, necessity, earth born elements. The detail on his other pieces were an overwhelm, but he couldn't feel that yet. He was still numb still buried by the weight of feeling like he had to hang on to things because they were quality, valuable, heirloom pieces. His family didn't let go of things easily, so his programming was, don't change it or get rid of it unless it's broken and unfixable. The thought of even wanting to was riddled with guilt and worthiness. He was frozen inside and out. He messaged me today as we were finalizing his family room space. this is what he said. I am so used to packing rooms with furniture and stuff. This has been a huge transition to this open, functional space. I love it so much. My body feels relaxed, peaceful. It was a slow transition to wanting to be ready for this. It feels so good. Thank you for all your help. Once in a dark moment, someone shared this poem by Rainier Maria Rilke with me. I hope it brings you a new perspective too. Perhaps all the dragons in our lives are princesses who are only waiting to see us act just once with beauty and courage. Perhaps everything that frightens us is, in its deepest essence, something helpless that wants our love. I want you to know that you are worth the effort. You are worth the investment in time, energy, cost, and self-love. You are worth believing that you can have a home in alignment with your joy. It is not selfish. It is not ungrateful. It has nothing to do with what you know or what you can spend. It is your right to chase and find your joy. Dare I say even your purpose. Your purpose to find it, to feel it, to feel alive. You have to believe that the power you seek has been inside of you all along. Are you ready to feel it? My journal reflection. Best moment. I have been dancing virtually with some of my classmates each week since quarantine. One thing that always fascinates me is the songs I think my body wants to dance to are often not the ones my body melts into. So when we were dancing and up popped Prom Queen, my body just lit up. I've been in a deep depression since Christmas and my brain said sad songs, but apparently, <laughs> My body wanted to be rebellious and aloof. Emotions I rarely experience. Oh, hello there, disowned pieces of me. Nice to see you floating up to the surface. It's time to move. Grab your other device to play today's movement song. And, well, I can't leave you hanging like that, so... Let's move to Prom Queen by Molly Kate Kestner and maybe you can find some lost pieces of your badass self too. Find this and all the songs I mention in my podcast on my Spotify playlist at awakenyourinterior.com/resources. Today, when we move, I want to focus on finding the fire in your muscles. Breathing through it all. It could be silky slow push-ups. A plow that you roll down one vertebrae at a time back onto the ground and your abs quake. The slowest squat into a stand that takes half of the song to get there. Find your burn. Make it as slow as you can. Chase that burn and then let go. What do you find in the spaces of surrender? How is your breath? What do you feel in your body and where? Let's go. Find any position that feels comfortable for your body to start in. doesn't matter where it is. And I don't want you to move until your body says it's time to move. Even if my body started moving, I want you to listen deeply to your body. And when your body says it's time, that's when you move. That's when you find the fire. On the count of three, we'll press play on our other device. One, two, three. (sighs) Breathing, sink into your body. I'm just rolling my neck incredibly slowly. Hmm. My shoulders are working their way forward. Hmm. My hands are being called to the floor. Rising off the ground, rolling onto my hands, <sighs> rising slowly, just up onto my hands and knees, finding a push up on my knees, slowly down. Slowly up, still not even halfway up. Wiggling my toes. Relax your jaw. Take a nice big yawn. I'm still doing push ups, still only got through two. Keep going. Find your fire. Keep going. So slow. Four push ups. Slow. It's not about what you can do, it's about how slow you can feel it. It's finding that fire inside of you. That might only be six push ups. Slow. Feeling the fire in my abs and my arms. And pushing, pushing slowly back onto my knees. Still barely getting anywhere. Relax your jaw. Lifting just one foot up off the ground. <laughs> yes, planting that one foot down, pushing back onto my other foot. beginning the slowest rise ever. Owning that squat. Heels finally reaching the ground. Stopping midway, yes. (sighs) If you need that song to keep going, keep it going. I did not even make it to a full stand. I'm still halfway up. And so I'm going to complete that rise. Still not even up. Still not even there. (sighs) Uh, It would probably take me two songs to make it. Feeling that burn still. and then surrendering into a full stand, relaxing all of my muscles, head back, shoulders down. There is something so powerful to me in a slow rise from the ground. When you see someone doing it, it's exquisite. It's slow. It's ownership of their body. It's deeply rooted inside. It's not about you. It's not about what other people see. It's about what's inside. I encourage you to try it again. Try to rise up in the slowest squat ever and let it take the entire song. Keep going and keep chasing that fire for you. All right. Your soul work for today, after you chase your fire, let's work on that bliss list again. Walk through your home and find five more things that bring you joy. Three small, like a knob or a glimmer of light. Two large, like a cozy chair, the view out the window or a special box. Next, let's look at them a little closer. Can you identify what you feel called to in these items? If it's the color, how does it make you feel? If it's the light, what does it do to you when you see it? Get specific. Number one, find the item. Number two, identify the call to your body. Number three, identify the emotion it causes in your body. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I know how hard it is when it seems like there isn't any to spare. But you showed up today. You put yourself on the list. And I celebrate you. As you move through your day, keep your soul work assignment in mind. And before starting bedtime routine... While the kids are brushing their teeth, grab your journal and fill in the prompts. Keep going, you can do this. Know another mom who needs to put themselves on the list too? Please share the love because we are stronger together. Until tomorrow, lots of love, Tasha.